Hey everyone, welcome to Wake Dad, Drink, Repeat, the podcast that defines today's dad. I'm your co-host, Anthony Palmer. I'm your main host, Michael Smith. <laughs> hey, buddy. Palmer. Hey, man, how are you, dude? <laughs> uh, I'm good, man. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. All right, I got a really dumb one for you. What is uh, Forrest Gump's Facebook password? Run. One Forest One. That's stupid. <laughs> I think I, I get to be, be. I think I get to be main host now, and you be. Co-host. You can be the. Yeah, honestly, you can be the main host now. I'm not <laughs> pleased with my joke of choice, but uh, I said it, so I can't take it back. Oh man, you know what? I realized uh today as we record this episode, I am oh, two go. weeks two weeks away from being at the beach for uh ten days. Oh, congrats, man. I'll live vicariously through you. Bravo. Well, I will send you I, I will send you pics every day. Sunrise pics every morning, buddy. Thanks for sharing with everybody. I don't want to see You're her. Welcome. Um <laughs> let's talk about our episode, man. Dude. Bobby Barzi of uh, the founder of uh, Fadada Clothing and Dad to Two. Uh, Freaking fantastic episode that you guys are getting ready to listen to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Bobby uh, professionally speaks for spacing and uplifting individuals and empowering people. Um, and Fadata Brand is all about empowering dads and their kids and the connection with and the opportunities that that leads to. Um, clearly that leads to a badass conversation. Um, so yes. uh, right. And it, it delivered, man. We just got done talking with Bobby and I'm, I'm very Palmer and I both, um, had a hell of a time talking with him. It was an epic, epic conversation. So looking forward to smash and play and, uh, let's do it. Palmer, what are you drinking? I am drinking what I was working on last week, but I botched the name last week. I am drinking some George Dickel bottled and bond it's not signature i don't know why i said that other than there's a gold signature on the label but it is really Uh, good and it's like my new my new go-to right now fantastic um i am also drinking what i was drinking last week but i don't remember the name um larceny what was i drinking larceny thank you i am drinking larceny still it was a big bottle look at (laughs) Um, us um yes so unique drinkers tonight um guys as always share this show with a fellow dad uh, please help spread our voice in our platform um if you like what we're doing please leave us a review hell if you don't like what we're doing you're allowed to leave us a review uh please join our conversations <laughs> on our social media platforms we're on facebook the tweet tweet we're on instagram we're on youtube we're around so uh give us a shout that's it all right well um let's jump right into our episode with uh bobby barzi of fadada clothing you guys enjoy. All right, everyone. Well, we are joined today by Bobby Barzi. Bobby is the founder of Fadata, Fodata, however you want to say it. <laughs> he is a dad to two, and I'm going to quote off of his guest sheet, to many amazing Satans. Um, and we are super happy to have him on the show. Bobby, thanks for joining us, man. Thank you, guys. I appreciate being on here. And Absolutely. please don't tell my kids I said that because... They, they may find me when I'm sleeping. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they tend to do that. They tend to, for they a multitude sure reasons, do. they tend to do that. <laughs> yes. That is definitely but, true. Well, Bobby, we uh, we here at Wake Dad, Drink, Repeat are the show that defines today's dad. So like we do, we want to start the show out by asking you to give us your definition of a today's dad. Absolutely. Um, I think that's, a, that's an amazing question. And first of all, let me back up by saying thank you for doing what you're doing. I think it's so important to have this dialogue and conversation and a place for 
for men, women, uh, members of society, anyone that's interested and anyone that's intrigued by fatherhood and its role, um, the more conversations we have, the better it's for all of us, uh, which kind of goes back to why I'm speaking to you guys today and why I started the, the company that I did. Um, but I think um, the wonderful thing about the definition of fatherhood today is that it's it's actually, it, it's an evolving definition to me. And I truly think that that's what needs to happen. Um, there's no standardization. And I think that, you know, going back to when I was a child, um, I was raised in a wonderful household, um, great dad, they're incredibly defined roles. And I'm sure maybe you guys were in, in similar situations, but you know, the, the, the definition of a dad and the definition of the, the spouse and, and the members of the household is very boxed in. And I think what's happened through time. And I would say probably over the last 10 years that those lines have become blurred and those lines have changed. And I think the, the, the thing that we all need to do is understand that maybe we don't need to be as strict and maybe we don't need to be as defined as need to be. We need to have a, uh, an overarching understanding of what the responsibility and the opportunity is. And that's what, what we do as, as an organization. And what I try to do is really bring, bring to light that let's not be one-dimensional. Um, let's look at what's ahead of us and what we can do with, with the position that we're so blessed to have as a dad. Um, and I think that's something that helps us to say, okay, it doesn't have to be this black and white thing, but we can use this platform of fatherhood in our house in our communities, at work, wherever we are, and we can see when it needs to be something that it's needed at that point in time. Hopefully, that makes sense. No, it, it, spot on. Absolutely, it absolutely does. I um, I type. I try to type everybody's today's dad definition as they're saying it. So Mike and I have it in front of us as we are doing the episode. And that was the hardest definition I've ever had to type because I just wanted to, I wanted, I wanted to, I wanted to look at you and listen because I was really, really like, I've loved all the definitions we have, but I'm like, so you're typos. It's, Dude, it's shut up. Like, <laughs> Stop talking so do fast. I, I'm trying to enjoy this. Do, do I, do I get a, like a plaque or something? I think that you do, you do. That, you that get a nice, a plaque. you get a nice so. bottle of tequila sent to you at some point. So we'll just, we'll call it a that, day at that. That right? deserves a plaque. Bob, we are since we've you are episode 51 for us and what what we do on this podcast is exactly that we ask for today's dad definition and what Palmer and I have found is it's kind of it's it's kind of our easter egg nugget personally for us that we didn't really know we were after this but it's probably the biggest reward that we've gotten out of this How cool. is is exactly what you just said of the ever evolving definition and all the way to we asked for definitions. We are going to ask you to do a selfie video. So we have it on our YouTube channel. So we have it on our website where we bank it. We actually house it in a place where we call the Rick house. Um, and we build out this ever building platform of defining a today's dad. And what Palmer and I have done is actually we re up our own definition every father's day now that we've been around long enough to do it. How cool. Um, yeah. And so like, and, and exactly at that point, Palmer and I father's day just passed not too long ago. Palmer and I had that conversation probably for the first time of how yeah. like it is evolving for us personally. Um, yeah. It's not just getting other people's insight, but it is personally evolving um, aggressively for us as we get further down fatherhood, as we get further down sure. this project. Um, it's been, it's been cool to see and it's been spot on to hear you say that. Uh, yeah, that's absolutely, awesome. Absolutely. Good, good for you guys. Yeah. Go ahead. 
and kudos for what you do because you 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 do this and live and breathe this and this this is you professionally as well um i will put a podcast on a small pedestal you do it through many amplifications and help a lot of people through a lot of different means face to face um, and and amplify that voice um so thank you for for what you do as well bobby grab what mike just said and give us give us uh our listeners kind of a quick rundown on what it is that fadata does and what what sure the goal of your company is sure i'm going to sound like a broken record but it, it truly is in parallel to what i defined or what i tried to define what i believe the role of a dad is today um is we are evolving and uh, the interesting thing is when we started and and to give you a quick rundown of that actually i don't do anything quickly so i apologize for that nope that's um, what we're here we, for man yeah. nothing but time brother yeah. nothing but time <laughs> There's no when, uh, <laughs> regulator on the platforms of podcast. Be careful how you offer that. Um, <laughs> when uh, my first son was born, uh, you know, I always I always wanted to be a dad. I always knew that it was something that I wanted to be a part of, and I you know wanted to be something that I experienced. Um, I just thought, as I mentioned to you guys, that it was very much based on what I saw, which was a great dad and then great family environment um, that I provided, that I protected, that I that I uh, punished if I needed to, and I you know, learned how to kick the ball and, and do all those things that we know dads do. And I was very much looking forward to it. Um, lo and behold, you become a dad and you go, oh my gosh, this is, um, this is something else. It's like a different level. Um, and I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get enough of it, to be quite honest with you. I couldn't get enough of it. And I broke everything, every mold that I thought of uh, or I thought existed Within the first few weeks, um, I wanted to get up and, and feed the baby. I wanted to change the diapers, all these uh, stereotypes. The status quo, or not, thank you, not the status quo, yeah. the stereotype. Yeah, the stereotypes. The stereotypes, I'm like, you know what? Get them out of the door because I don't care about them. And this thing is like the fountain of everything. And if I don't get my arms around this thing, I'm going to miss out. So that's that was really the impetus for me to say, wait a minute. Someone's been giving me the wrong Kool-Aid and uh, I need to, I need to really understand what this is. So as this experience in this relationship with me and my first child grew and we spent a ton of time together, ton of time. And, and I began to realize that selfishly I was getting so much from this child and I was raised to believe it was a one direction, uh, you know, just giving not yeah. receiving you provide and do these yeah, things top down, not bottom those. up. Exactly. That's your, that's your role. Um, and I began to see that, wow, I am the beneficiary of something that is remarkable. And you kind of not to take this to, to a different level of existentialism, but you kind of realize in some ways for me, it was like what my purpose is. You know, you see like, Oh my gosh, I'm supposed to get so I can give, which is an interesting concept to think about yeah, is, it is the more I gave, and you guys know this very well, that the more I would get uh, and, and then I would want to give more and then I would get more. So it was one of those situations where I um, really had to um, have a lot of conversations with myself on, wait a minute, I, I have to see things differently. And those boxes that we talked about um, are now expanding and kind of losing some of their uh, limitations. Um, So as this relationship grew, I began to see other dads and and people in my life even meeting new people at the park and whatnot that 
began to open up about the same sentiments and same positions and same thinking. But I could tell that if I hadn't been the one that opened the dialogue on that, they wouldn't have been as comfortable or they, would, they may right. have never said right. those things. So I saw that, wait, I'm not alone in, in how I'm thinking. And as a result of me having this relationship with my child, I'm a better person. I can deal with things better. I'm using this to make myself better in everything that I do, whether it's my job or how I'm with my spouse or, or in the community, my friends, just outlook on everything is better. It's like a positive source of energy. So why was it that that wasn't being, that was not really being something that was um, wasn't a uh, promoted? Gender. Yeah. Right. It, just generally speaking, those stereotypes ruled how my relationship was supposed to be. And I didn't like that. And I thought that, wow, we were missing out on something because it's a cascading effect. It's the transfer. If I'm not doing yep. well, I, I, you can guarantee that I will pass that on to my child, my partner, my work, anyone that would com come in contact with. And those people will then cascade it well, uh, subsequently. And go even a step further on that of if, like you said, you, you grew up in a, in a very supportive and loving environment yeah. with your parents. <clears throat> I did too, um, which I, I'm thankful for every day, but you know, and, and my dad was a very, was and is a very engaged dad and grandfather. He was somebody who, you know, we hugged, we said, I love you to each other in front of yeah. my friends, his friends. Like we were very, we are, and have always been very comfortable on that level. But if going back and looking at these, these old stereotypes and whatever, it doesn't mean that a dad in the fifties didn't love his kid in, in the two thousands, right. the way that we do, right. but that the only way that changes, the only way that expression changes, the way that environment changes is for you to do it for your kids proudly so that then your sons feel that they can go proudly do it. Right. Like, Absolutely. I mean, you, you said the thing about the park and it always makes me laugh when we talk about parks on the show with people. Cause it's like, how many times Mike and I are both the stay at home dads for the most part in our relationships with our wives and our kids. And I mean, how many times do you go to the park and you're one of two dads there and it's right. like, you know, like it's, it's a weird vibe, but you know, there's right. this like element of it. Every time you're there, you're like, this is great. I love that. I'm at the park <laughs> with my kids doing this oh, right yeah. now. Like it's not, you don't think about it in this way of I'm the outlier once you sure. do it enough. And my hope would be that, by the time my daughter and my son are married and have kids that it, th there is no more of that, even that we've right. completely squashed that stereotype down at that point, those walls are gone, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there are going to be no parks by then because no one can go out. That's true. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so you don't have to worry <laughs> about that. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. But no, absolutely. You, the, the point yeah. is yeah. when you're playing in the place that in your backyard by yourself, <laughs> It won't matter yeah, who's outside with the kids. You'll be on a yeah. Zoom conference with one other dude. And you'll, you'll talk it's fine. Everything's great. 2020 is going let me, great. Let me put the park background on so we feel like we're at the park. 2020 is yeah, fine. I, Don't yeah. worry about it. <laughs> so I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just no, like that's no, no. that. No. That's well, that that's, piece that I think we're all. So many of our listeners, I feel like, are, are in that same boat of especially now in this time of COVID figuring all this out, we're all home differently. We're all having to engage right. with our children differently. And I think a lot of people are hopefully getting some opportunities they haven't gotten before. And, and maybe that 
is kind of a catalyst to drive everything that you yeah, guys are sure. working on forward yeah. faster. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I think there is, there is a, a motif here that we, um, we, we need to, as a society, apply more to just generally life. And I think that's exactly it is, is when we get ourselves. Yeah. Yes. We're trying as a society, like we're screaming for it, but we're, we're, we're screaming in a lot of different ways. Um, we have an (laughs) amplified voice in one direction. Um, and then we have another one in a suicidal direction. Um, right. But you're right. No, no, absolutely. It is, it is one of those things that I try to, um, I try to really impress upon my children is, is that the more we put these boundaries and and one dimensional thinking, the the static way of, of approaching things, the more you disallow yourself from really understanding um, what life is about. And I think that's the same thing that, that really the impetus maybe, maybe because of my, my thoughts around fatherhood and what that meant to me was I need to move these things to really be free to understand what this experience is about. And once I was able to do that, and it took a while, uh, and it's continuing to be, and, and it's not a set and forget it formula, is, is you realize, oh my gosh, there is, you know, you, you don't just climb one peak and be done. When you look past that peak, you see, yes, there are going to be tons of valleys and additional peaks, but it's the journey and it's the, it, you know, uh, not to use cliches, but it's really that, which makes it such a rich experience. And in that process, you get to see again your opportunities and responsibilities better. Not about getting better or worse or okay or bad, but it's really about there's so much that can be done. And that's really when I thought, okay, uh, there's there's got to be a way for us to be able to engage people and not preach to them and not say I know everything because I'm I I have so much to do for myself to to be uh, closer to that same concept. But I got to be able to do something because if I don't do this, then I'm going to really regret it. Um, and when we found out that we were having our second child, our second son, is when I said, okay, um, I need to do this. Um, and that was a very interesting conversation with the boy's mom. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you want to do what? Um, <laughs> no, but kudos to her. She was she was supportive and, and, and was definitely uh, helpful in, in getting this off the ground. But uh, it was really, again, going back to the selfish point was I needed to do some for myself because I wanted to be able to look my kids in the eye 20 years from this point and say, it's okay to take a risk. It's okay to follow your passion yeah. and it's okay to do it to help others while trying to put food on the table. There's nothing wrong with those things. And I tried. And if it f- fell flat, then that's okay. But at least I can say I tried. Um, so that's so, that's really, yeah. Uh, so So lean in about, Fodata is that is that really the hop back on that train? Uh, you're probably yeah. saying it, but you're just not saying the name. Um, but that, that's, that's right. really about what it is. And like now, lean into like how how you're offering. Like how's that turn into a a quote unquote business and be able to sure. offer sure. And, and rally people. Right. So that that really is that was the that was the starting point of saying I need to open a I need to start a a venture of some sorts that helps this. Um, and maybe allows me to provide at the same time, but really mm-hmm. most importantly to, to set that legacy for my boys. Um, and it's really about, well, I don't want to come to you, Michael, and say, Michael, I'm really passionate this, about this. Can you give me 25 bucks? I want it to be something that was part of a, <laughs> part of a organic and natural dialogue. And, you know, 
we looked at what does everybody have? It's basically uh, food, shelter, and clothes because you don't see a lot of uh, nudists around. Um, I wasn't going to sell food, although I You're just cooking. not in the right community, sir. You just got to go <laughs> seek them out. <laughs> oh, I tried. No. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, clothing is a really interesting uh, uh, pr- product um, because, uh, as I've said to a lot of people, it's actually closer to you than your loved ones. It's touching you most of the day. So if you can give some, someone something that they love and it feels good, and if you can infuse it with, a, again, an organic and a natural infused message, and you let them tell their story the way they want to tell their story, not, not shove something in their mouth, then it becomes something where we always say is, well, I love this, but I'm glad that it's also supportive of this. I would have bought this regardless because this bucket already exists. So we really went after that and say, how do I get in front of someone without imposing too much and allowing them to be themselves and support something in the way they want to support it? And that's really what we decided when we decided to do clothing in support of this concept, um, which was let's come up with designs, let's come up with things, uh, garments that are super comfortable, easy. Uh, everyone uses them. Uh, their price point is right. And it's something that they, they get it, they're going to say, I'm going to tell people about it, and I love it. So it was a balance between the quality and the messaging, kind of like you see my yeah. shirt right now. It's a, it's a peace sign. And this, this concept was all about when, when the school shootings start to happen at a, at a frantic pace or shootings were happening at an at a alarming rate, which they still are, unfortunately, um, I would get so many calls and so many calls with people saying, what can I do? What should we do? How do I have this dialogue? And, and to me, the most important thing was to say, you need to focus on your house and you need to focus yeah. on what you can do something about. And you need to have an open dialogue and really expose your children to all of it because we're a society of symptomatic, yeah. right? We're, we're, we're very symptomatic. It's like, let's go after Let's, let me give you some Advil for your knee pain rather than understand why your knee hurts. Why your knee hurts. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so we wanted to have the conversation be more preventative. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. And I'm not, I, I was going to compliment you on, on the shirt and, and your guys' products in general, because I think if you, if anybody, if our listeners go to your website, it's, it's F O D A D A.com. And we'll, we'll have all that linked in our show notes and social media and whatnot. But, um, you, you, you practice what you preach, right? So it's, it's pictures of you with your boys, um, all over the website, modeling the the shirts and everything. So you're, you're, you're coming out the gate, pra- preaching this, the joy of fatherhood and involving your kids in what you're doing and, and really having them help you to be the best version of yourself in, in what you're doing. Um, but the simplicity of what you've done in, you know, I think there's this there's this element at times that I feel like in this in this being this proud father and and this father's rights movement that we're all kind of this part of. And I, I say that I'm not trying to make fun of it, but it it is this it's it's this wave to some extent of of there's a lot of podcasts like ours. There's dads sure. talking about being dads, um, but the simplicity of what you've done with, you know, the shirt you're wearing right now is, is a peace sign. You're the noggin shirt that, that deals with, um, mental, um, health. Um, 
you know, it's a, it's a brain with lightning bolts coming out of it. And it's, it's inquisitive. It makes you want to understand what it is. So I, I love that piece of like, I would totally go up to somebody wearing that shirt and be like, what the hell does that shirt mean? Like, what's, right. what's up with that? Does it mean you're smart? No, it doesn't mean I'm smart. It's a shirt about how I, I practice mental fortitude and I teach my kids about it. And it's like, Oh, well that's cool. You know? So right. the, 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 the curiosity piece is definitely there. And then just to see, it's more than just selling a $25 shirt. It's selling that right. shirt and taking those proceeds and pushing them back again into what you're preaching of, of supporting dads and supporting men to be better fathers and husbands and members of their community. Um, it's really cool shit, man. Really cool shit. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I appreciate that. And that, that's, that was really it. We wanted to do something where it was simple. It was easy. It would engage people. It would get them to, most importantly, have conversations and dialogue in, in the way that they were comfortable doing. Um, and that's really what's happened is people buy because one, they like it, like they would buy it regardless and they like it because it stands for something and it gives them a platform in the way they want. Some people don't want to say anything, as we all know. They don't want to, they don't want to talk about it. Some people are very vocal about it. Um, and, you know, we have a ton of folks that are appreciative of their dads. They're, uh, they want to be dads. Um, are someone actually, I've had so many people write me and say, I had a terrible father, uh, but I love the fact that you stand for this and I, and I want to support organizations that do such things. And like you said, we take this and then we use it to fund free programs for dads and kids when we see them be uh, aligned with what we want to do. And, and that's been one of the coolest part of this whole thing is not only do we stand for it, then we say, okay, let's, let's do something with these funds. And that's been um, super fun for us. And it's not just in your backyard. I mean, your guys' website you says the the brand started in 2012, <coughs> and since its inception, you guys have um, been able to reach dads in 15 countries and put on free programs for thousands across the globe. I mean, that's that's big, man. Like that's yeah, that, that's no small feat in uh, in eight years. <laughs> I know, I know. We're actually up to we, 22 countries, which is really cool. Um, and, and it is, it's one of those things I got to tell you guys, it's, I actually sometimes have a hard time believing what we've been able to accomplish and the things that we do, um, on a, on a bigger scale on a grand scale. But the ones that always, always get me are just like the, the one person that we're able to reach and that story of that person and what we did for them, not what we did for them, but what we provided an right. opportunity for someone to be able to do something for them or sure. however they were able to leverage that. Uh, man, I get chills even thinking about it. It's that's, that's it. Like, cause this is, this is not what I, I don't want to make shirts. <laughs> it, it wasn't right. because of that. It's just our way of connecting and doing what we do. And if it does that, then all day, every day, uh, what we do is hard. It's, there's no question. It's not an easy job. Um, uh, it's not about making money. Um, we do need to make money. Uh, it's the fact. Um, and we try and, you know, I, I hold myself to a standard first and foremost is with my kids. Like, can I look them in the eye and say, I'm doing something that I said I was going to do that accountability. And the second thing is there are a lot of people that, um, need to have this, uh, reminder. And I'm not saying we're, we're yeah. doing that, but we need to be right. part of that. Um, so yeah. Can you give us an example of one of the, sorry, Mike, of like one of the programs or one of the groups in which you guys have helped out? Like, I mean, everything sure. you were just talking about, can you, can you give our listeners a, 
an idea of something that you guys have done? I mean, maybe even something close to your own backyard that you guys have done. Sure. So the programs work in two ways. One is we have some set programs that happen on a national and international level. And then what we also do is we fund programs from a community-based initiative, meaning let's say um, in in Knoxville, you guys want to do something around financial literacy. So someone reaches out and say, hey, we have a group of people that want to do this. Can you help us? So we mobilize around that. That, that's cool. one way we do it. Or someone says, you know, we really want to do something that is active or we want to do something that is uh, uh, for mental fitness or whatever it might be. So it, then we help out, help putting that together. But the, the grander ones that we do, um, one is that we work with um, incarcerated dads um, and their ch- kids uh, in connecting them because that is a, um, a population that is tremendously in need. Sure. Uh, and what we don't realize is that those guys when they're out uh they come back to our communities and those children are being raised in our communities so if we don't do something about that relationship uh the recidivism and the um the opportunities are minimal so that's been wonderful for us where we work with some uh uh facilities and if the fathers uh join our group if they uh go through counseling if they engage their kids program that we help put on remote for them then we increase their interactivity to the point where some actually get to come to a camp to the prison and spend a few days with their dads to uh, do yoga to do bread making to do science and uh, incredible results it it, i have to tell you it's it's a highlight of my year and i'm so bummed because this year we're not able to do it yeah um unfortunately so we're trying to we're we're Actually, before this call, I had a conversation with the one of the facilities on on some uh, workarounds. But um, that's the kind of stuff we like to get involved with. Another one that that you you touched on is our mental fitness program, which has been incredibly uh, important to me uh, because I really see that. Um, not only was it when we launched it in February of two thousand and eighteen, uh, it, it it was so important then because we were seeing that hey again symptomatically, if we don't go down the line and address this need of allowing someone to understand their conduit of emotion and, and energy to their children, um, then that, uh, whatever that transfer is, is going to continue to get passed on through years and generations. Um, but more importantly, even now with obviously with, with quarantine going on, um, if we don't get in front of this and if we don't allow parents to understand that even small things, um, even looking at it positively can have a tremendous impact and we're going to really be in trouble. And the whole uh, program is about turning the mental health conversation into a positive one and taking what we call the mental fitness five for fathers uh, and to be able to engage yourself and your child in very easy things. And one of my favorite ones is, is you know, I used to take the kids in the car and the only thing when you pick them up from school or camp or whatever it might be, the first thing you do is you say, how was your day? Who'd yeah. you play with? What'd you do? What's your homework? You know, it's just like this, you know, it's yeah. the interrogation yep. of that, right? Yep. And I always remind myself, I'm going to start and I'm going to let them in and I'm going to let them understand about my day. I'm working on this project. I had this sort of conversation. And that builds a very interesting dynamic where they say, wait, you're letting me in. You're sharing with me. I understand more about you, which is therapeutic for me in itself that I get to do that and bring them in. And then they open up for themselves rather than me having to question 
And most amazing thing about that is a few days later, one of them will come back and say, Hey dad, what happened with that thing? I go, that's amazing. You're actually listening to what I'm saying and we're having, we're leveling (laughs) the field. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Why don't you listen all the time? Um, We, uh, we interviewed Craig Melvin on this podcast, um, with NBC, um, a couple of weeks ago, or I guess it was a couple months ago now. And it was funny. He hosted their, uh, that's he hosted their 2020 timeline. Yeah. That's called COVID. We, yesterday we talked to Craig <laughs> Melvin. Um, but he, he hosted their 4th of July, um, like fireworks, you know, show that they had on, on the 4th. And my wife and I were in the kitchen making drinks and Anderson, my, our oldest was watching TV. We had it on and all of a sudden Craig came on and she like turns the corner and was like, dad, that's the guy you guys interviewed. You know, <laughs> that's and, I mean, so cool. she's nine, but it was so cool that it was she like, you saw her, you saw her. Yeah, exactly. She's listening, but you saw that pride in what that's she has awesome. no concept. Of. I mean, she knows we have a podcast about being dads, but she doesn't really get the concept of it. Right. Cause she's nine, but that was so cool to like have her just it. turn on, on that switch and be like, sweet, you know? Right. Right. Bobby, and lean that's in, exactly lean- it. Yeah. Yeah, lean it, lean into the, uh, the mental fitness conversation because, because we have the conversation here often just about self-care and, and not necessarily the terms of mental fitness. We've kind of, we we steer in the direction from honestly, lack of professional ability. Um, but (laughs) it's just the self-care importance of it, but like what, what's a, what's a, a soundbite of the top things that like that you're able to inspire fathers on or tell them to get on the right track or to, to set them to have that self spark. Um, if they're seeking that path. Well, you know, I think the biggest thing that we found was, was the trigger was to not, it's a really big conversation as you guys know. Huge. Um, Huge. so, so to, to, and, and we've all, We've all, I I think there are very few people on the planet that are incredibly expressive and have been allowed to sort of explore who they are and what they want to say and how they want to be from childhood onwards. So I think it's something that we've all sort of suppressed and have in a place and we've become something as a result of uh, uh, expectations and whatnot. So to go to someone and say, hey, just have like, you know, go to someone and talk about your mental state. Most people say, one, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> whoa, whoa, Two, whoa. That's a yeah, strong yeah, opening are, sentence. Are you, Come on. Yeah. Are you, are you saying I have problems? Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so it's one of those things. And they already know that even remotely open that, that they're not comfortable with what's going to come out. So sure. what we attempted to do with this, with this campaign is to look again, spin it as in a positive sense and saying, we can take very small steps. And it's like, if you go to someone and say, Hey, I, I went to the gym today and I think you guys might read this. If I go to the gym today, they say, good for you. Right. But if you say someone, I went and saw a therapist. The first thing they say is what's wrong. Why? What's wrong. Right. So to, to address what's between the ears, which controls everything we do, we wanted to make it a campaign where it's around fitness about, you know, strengthening that the fortitude as you talked about um, and making it really comfortable and easy. And we never say we're going to bring people to the table we wanted to even look in the direction of the table or take a small <laughs> step towards the table. In or, the same house or, as the table would be great. There is a table. We don't have to be reading there the same book. We just need to know where the library is. That's, <laughs> exactly. That's it. Exactly. So the five steps that we came up with and we worked with some uh, professionals in the industry were, were, were the things that we saw that 
you know, I can do that. Or I'm actually okay with even considering these concepts. Which is um, a step, yeah. Which is a humongous step, which is a humongous step. So it's really about the the pre-inception of what needs to happen. Um, and that's why we've done it in the way we have done it. And, and the five very quickly are to talk, that means talk anytime about anything uh, and really have dialogue and open dialogue and not try and uh, um, shield and buffer them, but, but really have that opportunity to talk about anything uh, to let them in, which I, which I told you guys about, which is tell them about yourself and what's going on with you. Uh, it doesn't have to be too in depth, but give them a little bit more uh, of, of what's happening in your, your life. Um, taking care of yourself first. We, we forget that we were actually a person before this whole <laughs> journey happened and we had likes and dislikes. And if you just shove those things to the side, it's not a good thing. Uh, we should be, we should be taking care of ourselves. And, and as a result of that, you're going to be much better, uh, uh, much better engaged, more engaged and in a better place to be able to handle things. Um, uh, be a part of the world. Uh, and I always uh, joke with people is like, I've never played so much Fortnite in my life. Um, but I, but I do it because I know my boys like it and I do it because it shows them that what they're doing is important. important so yeah. they will allow me in more yeah. and they see that I respect their likes and yeah. dislikes, not like that's child's play or that's stupid. And why are you doing that? It's like, okay, let me find out what this is. And when you show that to them, it's amazing where they say, you know, okay, you respect me and I will let you in more. And it's all the foundation of what I believe for future more difficult conversations and for things to then, as we all know, there, there are those, those, those points in life where it's so easy to, to disconnect and be so busy with so many things and distraction, the excuses on both sides that all of a sudden in the snap, you're, you're so far away from each other. Uh, yep. uh, not physically, but I'm talking about as far as your connection goes. And, and it's, you know, even for, for the dads to be able to say, oh my gosh, I used to have such a good relationship with my child. I don't, and I don't want to tell them about things that are happening in my life. So it's a foundation for those things. And the last one I think, I think is, is uh, probably one, one of my favorites is to give yourself and them some grace. Um, there's no manual. There's no how-to. Some people try and tell you that there is. Um, every person is different. Every child is different. Every household is different. Every situation is different and we're going to make a ton of mistakes um, and yep. that's never going to end. No one, no one has cracked this code. Um, some people do it better than others, but for them. And, and I think that's the thing is people point fingers and say, oh, how come that guy is such a better dad than you? Like, well, that, that, that's not how it works. So to give yourself some grace and, and to really understand that there isn't a, again, a set and set and forget it formula for this. And it's supposed to be this, this ever evolving, changing journey um, of, uh, of amazingness and incredible uh, valleys and peaks. So to, to be okay with that. It's a beautiful structure and outline, man. Um, I, yeah. I applaud you for it. I'm just, just reading over it and then hearing you say it, it's, it's, um, it's highly impactful and you can follow along with it very easily and fluidly. I mean, and even before you said your outline, we talked about like the difficulties of us as a gender to have this conversation or standing in a park and dudes kind of lean into it and yeah. a certain percentage of dudes enjoy having it. But 
less, I think maybe the three people on this podcast right now might be the majority in the country um, of the people that are like happy to bring it up and start talking about it. Uh, sure. Like is it that or is it that they don't know how? Like, I think, I, mean, I think that's of one of the, all of it's possible, but, but it's like a gender. It's really weird for dude to go up there and talk about mental fitness. Hey buddy. Hey buddy. How you, how you doing? Yeah, dad? I, I guess what I'm saying, Mike, when I say that is it's not, well, it's weird because we've allowed it to be weird because we've never allowed it to be the norm. Right. So you, you think of the whole, um, Oh God, what was, what was it like when people would say like, when just chicks are sitting around talking, like, what is it? The hens are, or the hens are talking or, you know, and it's like, what are, what are women talking about when they go on walks? What are they going and doing? Oh, well, they're talking about their emotions. They're talking about their feelings. They're talking about their relationships. They're, and and none of that is a bad thing, but it's got this, it has this connotation to it of like, it's a chick thing. Like, that's what our wives are doing. That's what our girlfriends are doing. That's what they're like, you know, and it's, we, I think, and, and you said Lines this at the blended. beginning, you said this towards the beginning, Bobby, of the, of the show about the simplicity of what you guys are doing and trying to make it approachable. Like that is, that is one of my fa- Like I'm going to pat myself on the back here for a second. That's one of my favorite things about this podcast. And Mike and I, from the like inception of this podcast, as dudes who have been friends for 10 years, who have watched each other come through fatherhood and whatnot, it was to keep it as if Mike and I were sitting around having a bourbon with yeah. each other. I mean, that's part of the reason that drink is in the name because it's like, these are the conversations Mike and I have had a hundred thousand times leading up to being dads since yeah. becoming dads. And as the stay at home dads who are busy as hell and don't get to see our friends as much as we used to or want to or whatever, like this is our chance once a week to have sure. the conversations that we really <laughs> like to have, you know, and, awesome. and we get to do it with really cool people and we get to learn and be inspired and be hungry to, grow but then also the most important thing i think of the five that you just listed is we learn that nobody's perfect and it doesn't yeah. matter it doesn't matter what you put out it's it's really what you which is why i love that those five pillars are listed on the inside of that shirt of your guys noggin shirt because mm-hmm. i love that it's not on the front of the shirt i love that it's not just putting it out there it's that it's really owning it on the inside and really like processing it, knowing those five things and, and, and having that goal that you're working towards and knowing that you're never going to perfectly execute it. Right. That is, that is fatherhood. That is life to the T. (laughs) If, if you're willing to accept that, if you're willing to march that, to march that road with it. No, I appreciate that. And, and, and everything you said, hundred percent agree with, um, one of the beautiful things about what's happened here and what we've done as a as a very intended byproduct is is you guys the people that listen to you the people that are part of this community the people that are part of the stay at home dad community those guys have either committed to knowing more or have really been doing a lot for this and for themselves they as uh, uh, in so many words they they get it they get that yeah. the work needs to be put in. What we're hoping to do is to go to that next circle and the one after that. And how do we get those folks to be comfortable enough to, again, at least consider that there is something there for them to to look at and for them to say, okay, you know what? Uh, Mike was talking about this. Sorry, I called you Mike, Michael. 
uh, Michael's talking about this. <laughs> Dude, <you're> good. <laughs> and, and you know, it didn't it didn't sound like it didn't sound like something crazy. He didn't go and build a life size Darth Vader with his kid with Legos, you know. He he just said that he sat in the car and he told him about his day and it was a cool thing. And next time I'm in the car, maybe I'll do that. That doesn't seem like it's too much work. And that's really what we're hoping to do is is to get people to change perspective and um, say, yes. I can try some things. I don't have to do, like you said, it doesn't have to be, I am amazing dad. You know, it, it, it's not about that. Um, let's so that's flip been that the best coin. Part. Let's, yeah. let's flip that coin personally for your family unit. Uh, you yeah. get the amazing benefit of knowing how to play Fortnite. Um, like what do you think? <laughs> I'm horrible, I've, by the way. I've they played it once. Every I don't time. know. I don't know. I don't know anything about Fortnite, but yeah. like what, what have been the positives or what have been like your proud moments because of what you do? What have you learned? Has, what have you seen being a growth trait for your boys? Um, oh man. That kind of, kind of make you press pause. Uh, yeah. Other than them killing uh, you in Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> Which they do happily. Um, <laughs> I got to tell you, that is, um, that is, uh, that is my meaning to life is, is to always consider that question. Um, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. I don't know if that I have an answer to tell you, Michael, but what I do know is um, I, um, uh, I don't really toil with mortality that much. And to be quite honest with you, the reason why I don't is I know if I would were to leave this planet tomorrow, my children have an amazing catalog of conversations, of experiences, of things that we've done as small as holding hands or as, as little as just, just having a chuckle or as big as traveling around the world. And that gives me peace. And that's what I look for. And that's what I'm so happy with. So uh, honestly, I mean, that, that is the truth is, is if Hot something damn, were dude. to happen to me. Solid yeah. answer. Yeah. 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 So, and your boy, we, we haven't said it, but your, your boys are eight and 11. They're kind of a little Correct. more, um, little more, uh, mentally advanced than my two and four year old. Well, um, let's not get crazy. Physically advanced. I hope they didn't hear that. <laughs> uh, too many amazing Satans. They are. <laughs> yes. So yes. this is total tangent, but I, you said that. So it makes me gather that maybe you're at your house and Mike may edit this out. Cause it's a podcast and people won't see this, but what's, tell me about <laughs> your background behind you, man. I'm like super oh. intrigued by it. I love it. So we, um, we have a living art wall, uh, uh in the, di- I'm in the dining room right now. So this is a living awesome. art. Um, that means they could do whatever they want. And anyone that comes over, their friends, they can do anything they want. That's and amazing. so cool, dude. Is this yeah. canvas so, or is this like the hell with the drywall? Like what, what is well, that? Well, you know, you know what I, what I did and it was one, because I was scared at first and two, <laughs> uh, what I wanted to do was at some point, it's actually really big. It's probably, it's probably about 10 feet long and, and about right now, about six feet high. I'm going to cut it in half and frame it for each of them to have in their homes at some point. Um, but it's so on cool. it, believe it or not, it's on Ram board. 
Okay. So I put Ramboard up and, and uh, Ramboard is the stuff you put on ground floor construction so that yep. the flooring doesn't get damaged. So this was so fun that um, one of the walls in my office is all that. Like they went berserk. I'm going to so much fun steal that idea. Yeah, I got to do this. Like this is, oh, my dude. wife's going to kill me, but we're doing this in yeah. the Palmer household. It is, <laughs> it, is so, it is so fun and they love the freedom. Um, and it's so cool because at first they like, you know, you see like the look in their eyes, like, really? <laughs> and then once they do it, they start taking, I think, ownership and pride and they like it and they want it to be amazing. Uh, it looks it's thought out though. Like it looks like a piece of art that you bought. Like, I mean, it, yeah, it yeah, really, yeah, it, it may just be in the square that we're getting in zoom here, but it, I mean, it really yeah. looks like it was purposeful the way it was done. Thank you. It's, it's, it's many iterations and it keeps getting layers and layers on top of each other. Sometimes inappropriate words. I'm not going to lie. Eight and 11 year olds. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, uh, or you when you've had too much to drink, <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> it's possible. Um, but they love it. And I love the fact, you know, there's, there's a, there's a pile of painting supplies that's sitting in the corner. Um, and you know, it's beautiful because sometimes it's just captain, they grabbing something and painting. And, and, uh, I, I think it's a great outlet. And, so uh, cool. The office, well, it reminds me of them every day, which, which I love. Well, one, again, I'll edit if this doesn't pan out. But if you don't mind, because we have pictures that we put up on episode artwork. Yeah, we need a picture If you're willing to take a picture of that artwork, yeah. I'd love to yeah, post it up there. Um, yeah, and if like, you have a picture of like you and your boys like with that artwork there, we'll make that the album artwork. Actually, that's that, that and then when you do your Today's Dad definition video for us, if you'll sure. record it in front that's of good. that wall, that's that would be bad. No worries. Powerful background. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Man, I mean, it's again, again, simple things like a T-shirt done with so many levels of intention and thought and care. Uh, one, you guys did um, the shirt for the Dad Two conference. Uh, no, am I wrong? Yes. No, you're correct. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Awesome shirt. Fantastic shirt, man. Thank you. Um, love wearing it, and likewise, um, it is a. Um, it's, it's a point of conversation. Like you, you, you rarely ever wear it without a conversation that's tagged along with, with it, which is again, um, the, the point of all of this. So it's uh, yep. kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Indeed. Um, Bobby, is there anything, I, I think we're moving towards getting towards our rapid fire questions here, but I mean, is there anything that you want to tell our listeners about that's coming down the pike with, Fidata, or if you want to give a little, you know, a quick little sure. plug again as far as how they can they can find you and support you guys and any of that. Well, I mean, this is incredibly supportive. So I really appreciate that. Not only just the conversation with me, but what you guys are doing in general. That's exactly what it, it's interesting. People ask me that all the time, and they're so nice in doing so and their support. The truth of the matter is, um, what we do <laughs> is is for uh, uh, a selfish reason, as I mentioned at the onset of this, and it's really to make sure that I'm being held accountable to do what we did. Uh, and we're going to continue doing that. And I remember one time this guy reached out to me from LinkedIn in LinkedIn, I would, I would say four years ago, and he wanted to learn about what we did and how we did it. And he's like, so how do you make money? And I said, well, this is how we do it. And he's like, I just want to be honest with you. I don't think you're going to make it. I'm like, that's <laughs> totally fine. He was like some, some... Thanks for reaching out on LinkedIn, buddy. Solid <laughs> yeah. talk. No, it's, it's, actually, it brings, me, it brings me warmth because 
I'm incredibly stubborn and I know that I love doing this and I'm going to keep doing it. And, and funny enough, the reason why I brought that story up is about five years ago, we got enough interest from folks uh, that worked at companies and organizations and schools and whatnot. And they'd say, I have your stuff. Can you do this for us at this level? And I thought to myself, really what we're doing here is we're trying to uh, lift relationships between father and child and relationship can be defined as so many things. And why not use that power of industry? Uh, so in the last five years, we've probably worked with about 650 companies and brands in wow. saying if they're going to produce something, why not make it be for positive impact? So we kind of work backwards and say, what are, you, what are you trying to do? How are you trying to be a better citizen? And how are you trying to make this a better place for your team members, for your consumers, for your communities? And then what they do is the same thing. We tell the story of what they're doing from uh, you know, freeing uh, sex traffic individuals to providing free mammograms or whatever that might be. So we took that same model and we apply it now to that, which has been fantastic because now we have relationship on this side and relationship on this sure. side. And it's been a sure. wonderful journey. That's really cool, man. And it's yeah, it really is. It, it it's a great tie back to your today's dad definition of it's not we're not in a box anymore, right? So yeah. you've taken this opportunity, you've figured out how to kind of make it work in this dad space, and now it's right. well, I've got all these tools available to me. What else can I right. do with it? How else can I continue right. to impact this world around me? So I mean that, I feel like the, Mike you you guys have become a like branding professional consultings, right? That like that that's where it's become because just like you've done with your t-shirt, it's not a t-shirt. It just went into 10 different directions right. on how it's a meaningful t-shirt. And just like any brand that you work with, like if you march any march, it has to have so much purpose and mm -hmm. meaning behind it. And you need to be able to say it and for a pragmatic reason, um, other than doing business. And it's um, so easy to do, Michael, that that's the part that people are surprised with is when we have new clients, they, they are like, okay, great that we're going to do something good. And they think it's going to be like this afterthought and they see the result of what they did and they're blown away. It's like, wait, what just happened? <laughs> and we didn't really do anything differently. And that's a beautiful thing. And I think that applies to the father and child relationship too, is when people are engaged, they go, wait, this can be anything I want it to be. I just have to make the decision that I want to try. Uh, and to your point about the box is, Many choose to live in that box because it's comfortable and it's easier. Uh, this, when you lift the box, let's be honest, you're a lot more engaged and it's difficult uh, and you have to try yeah. and you have to put work against it. But there's a vulnerability like to it, else. right? You don't Absolutely. have, you don't have that, that fortification around you to kind of protect right. you. There's norms to just succumb to It's You have to think you have to be a, a free, a free thinker and you have to, yeah not let your ego get in the way. It's got to be this sure. opportunity of, again, giving yourself some grace, some grace and acknowledging that you're not going to be perfect at it, but that not being perfect at it just means you get a second chance at doing it and to learn from right. it. Right. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's absolutely, I don't, I don't know if there's a better lesson to leave your kids than that, than failure. Right. Or, or how, how to, how to, rise from failure, how to deal with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Or as, yeah, as, as Bruce Lee would say, like you have to be like water, right? It's going to find its way. If you allow it, it will find its way and, and, and go through anything and be what it needs to be. Um, which is a great way to think about it. And I think that's 
hopefully what the kids walk away with is, is that the most important things to actually show up and try. Yeah. Yeah. Hands down. Bobby, we are at such a, a monumental time in history that, um, will who knows how we'll look back on it. Let's be honest. Who knows if it'll be better or worse, but I, I don't necessarily <laughs> God, I know, hope it's better. Right? It better, be better. I, I, I doubt this question has as much to do with COVID as it does with black lives movement or the equality mm-hmm. conversation that we're living right now. But how have you dealt with this chapter of society with your kids? Like how, how have you been able to take who you are and, and yeah. really apply that in the most impactful way? Yeah, no, great question. And I think it's uh, uh, very relevant. You know, we haven't really done that much different because I've engaged my kids in conversations, tough conversations for as long as I can remember. Now, that that takes a lot of work on, on digesting and making it palatable and making it sure. appropriate for a conversation with a child. But because that groundwork was set in with, with my kids, I may have had a somewhat easier conversation, I would say. Stonewalling them with this monumental tidal wave of what's going on. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So we we had very, very open um, and candid conversations about um, almost every part of it. They're aware of what's happening. They're aware of things. So I take the time. I read. I educate myself. I try to understand as much as I can. But the most important thing for me is I don't give them I try not to, and it's, it's impossible not to make it too biased. I try to give them information and I want them to process and I want them to then talk about it. And uh, for instance, uh, when Black Lives Matter first started and there were protests going on, there was a protest locally here and I took them and I said, we're going to go do this. You know, you've seen it on the street, on, the, on TV and something's happening here. Um, so, you know, they were, okay, what, whatever. Let's go. Um, and we went and we were safe distance away just to be safe for them. And But I wanted to see, hear, be exposed to it. And we stayed for, for a little bit. And I asked them and I said, you know, how do you feel? What What's happening? And one of them was scared and the other one was bored. To be quite <laughs> honest with you, which was their honest reaction. And, you know, I didn't dictate to them. I was like, no, say something or don't say right. something. Be profound. Feel this. Yeah. The, you know, it was that. But... What Bobby, what timeline was, was that? What, like, how old were they when that happened? This was uh, a month ago. Uh, when oh, when you're the, talking uh, this chapter of Black Lives Matter? Yes, 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 right, yes. Yeah, sorry, gotcha, yes, gotcha. okay, yes. The, the recent protest, the recent gotcha. protest. So uh, about a week later, then then things started coming out, and we started having more conversation. So I think in a lot of ways, it's important to not force, not try and come up with a, with a, with a conclusion, not trying to uh, be something that it's profound, but just exposing, I think is yep. one of the biggest things for me. And, and what's happening right now creates for a tremendous opportunity of just dialogue, sharing, letting someone be, which kind of ties into our mental fitness campaign of just talking yeah. about things, uh, about just that relationship and, and, allowing someone to be and not forcing them to say, why don't you care? Or, or why aren't you doing this? Is, you know, how can you agree with that? Or why would you have this opinion? Uh, it's more about this is a safe place. This is a safe relationship. And I want you to, to understand I'm never going to 
uh, shield you from exposure to these topics. Um, so that's really how we've approached it. Um, it's so such we'll a see. hard <laughs> Mike's I I've, I've gone back and forth on this. Mike's kids are, are two and four and mine are um, two and nine. And I, I, I never want to wish anything away, but I am envious to some extent of some of my friends whose kids are younger than, than Anderson, my, my nine-year-old, because I, I, I almost wish there's a part of me that wishes she wasn't old enough to know what's going on to some extent. But then there's a huge part of me that's really glad that I get the opportunity to have these conversations with her right yeah. now. <laughs> and I said this in an earlier podcast we did with Casey Palmer. I don't know if you know Casey or not through the dad Two network or not. Oh but, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my daughter came outside on the screen porch when the riots were starting in Atlanta a couple months ago and, and I had CNN on and she saw the state troop, the state police marching down the street in full tactical gear. And she was like, what's going on? And I'm, you know, normally I'd been turning it off before she saw it, but I, I allowed her to see it because I was like, you know what? I, I want to steer into this conversation right now. And, um, you know, told her as unbiasedly as I could, but also as empathetically as I could, you know, a, a, a man was killed by police and a lot of people and myself feel it was not done. He was, he was killed unjustly. And there's a lot of people very upset about it. And it was, it's interesting out of, out of hearing a young kid say, you know, her response to me was, well, I thought it, I thought that kind of stuff stopped when Martin Luther King died. Like, isn't this, yeah. is this the Martin Luther King that type amazing. stuff? And, yeah. And it's like, yeah, this is the Martin Luther King stuff. This is that stuff that's not, it's, it's better than it was, Yeah, but we're still working on it, you know? And it's yeah. it just sucks and it's, that much. Right, right. right. <laughs> um, but, but so it's, it's, it's one of those times as a parent that I think, um, I don't know that there's always these great um, tie backs to our parents' generation and, and theirs before them of being able to sure. like, how did you respond to this? Right. Because like, so think, so think of nine 11, like, you know, I was, I was younger during nine 11. If there's a terrorist attack that ever happens, God forbid, when our kids are younger, we'll be able to say to them, like, this is what this was like. But our parents didn't have sure. that when it came to nine right. 11, they had Vietnam, they had Korea, they had these wars and these, these and, and desert storm, but nothing, nothing of that nature. This is something that has existed generation after generation after generation. And we see these new iterations of it, but like we're talking about with fatherhood, the way we're telling the story, the way we're able to talk about it is so vastly different right now than it was just 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And we've got to capitalize on that moment. You guys working with dads in prison and letting their children be able to have these opportunities to be with them. That's huge. You want to talk about stopping the cycle? You want to talk about fixing the system that people complain about, right? Of all this, you know, oh, well, if, if only they had a dad. Well, here's their opportunity. They're getting to spend time with their dad and they're getting right. to learn and, and know them and, and learn from them. And like, that's huge. That's huge yeah. what you guys are doing with that. Sorry, I know I went off on a tangent there for no. a minute, but I just think no. that's an important. Bobby, good for your kids for saying they were bored. 
Like kids aren't <laughs> racist. I know. Right? Like kids aren't born into being racist or having problem at, uh, problems with this. Like it's, we're right. trying to teach them hopefully a piece of history. Um, right. And, but like good for them because it's not on their radar because God no. willing, it doesn't An eight year old has, eight year old has very, very little understanding, but yeah, you got it. kudos to him. He, he yeah. w- would be able to talk about what happened and why he's, he would say that doesn't make sense. Like, why would someone do that to someone like right. that? So the beautiful thing is that he has it in his processor, but he felt comfortable enough to say, "This protest for me is boring. Like, yeah. I don't want to. I, I don't need to be here. It's not right? my thing. <laughs> Which I'm like, That's okay. You know, it's not for that. We're we're here for you just to just to be here. So so you have it. And and I think that's the thing is is we don't need to we don't need to shove anything um, down their throats or. or you know, try and um, massage things to the extent that they're so so processed that they don't get a chance to process themselves, which which I think is yep. a disservice. Yep, that's it, brother. Uh, oh man, that was a that was a yeah. heavy note. To I think I said we were going to move to rapid fire like 15 minutes ago, <laughs> and then we got real heavy, guys. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> Come on, man. What's up with you guys? It's good conversation. <laughs> Solid conversation. Um, Bobby, are you ready for our yeah. rapid fire questions? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Let's Bobby, as we say here at Wake Dead Drinker Pete, say the first thing that comes to mind. There are no wrong answers, but do not get it wrong. All right. You got Uh-oh. it? Uh-oh. All right. All there right. Are no wrong answers. All right. Question number one. Drink of choice, sir. Tequila, for sure. Well said. What kind of Me, tequila? You're the first poison. tequila answer. You're the first tequila uh, we've gotten. I, I love Reposados. Um, nice. Uh, with a little bit of ice, but it's uh, definitely something that I've that I enjoy very much. And I really enjoy the taste. <laughs> that, that's an important. Yes, <laughs> it is. <Same>. It is. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Next question for you, sir. Biggest lesson you've learned as a dad. Um, that you will never uh, stop learning as a dad. That's probably the biggest lesson. Love that. Good answer. Uh, question number three, most annoying song show or movie that your Ooh. kids have made you listen to a thousand times over. It was like a Justin Bieber, Justin Bieber song that they would not stop Ugh. playing. Oh, I think yeah? I blocked that out of my head. Yeah, I don't know which one it was. Don't if do it. You to yourself. Yeah, Bieber, it's fine. You said Bieber. Me. That's good. Yeah. We hard hard stop yeah, there. <laughs> seriously, I might have a nightmare about it tonight. Um, shows. Have you know, some I don't know if they're too much. Buddy. Yeah, seriously. Um, what was the third part? Show song or no? Just any any show any, song. Oh, any one of those. Okay. All right. Yep. That's good enough. Bieber's enough, man. He fits all three, I think, actually. He fits all um, three. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> favorite, thing to, right? favorite thing to do with your kids? Um, that changes. That changes over time. Right now, we have a, um, an ongoing – we're very much into soccer. So we have an ongoing cup um, <laughs> that, that's happening. We have a, in our front yard, we have two smaller soccer goals. So they team up against me, um, and they were able to um, – they- they were able to beat me finally this year, two on one. And so I will show you guys and your, <laughs> your viewers won't see this, but you guys will enjoy this. So they went in the back and they made this, um, they made this cup. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. Yes. yes. They spray painted gold and on there, they put their name, which is Barzi United. They put the score and they said, dad, you have to come up with the name for your team. And I said, well, how about dream crusher? 
<laughs> so so I'm Dream Crusher, and they keep putting the scores down. So that's probably one of our favorite things to do you know, is, is is to say the game's on, and we go out there and do that. Love that's it. fantastic. That's awesome. uh, next question: favorite band? My favorite band is probably I would say maybe. No, I was gonna say NXS, but I don't know if that's my favorite band. <laughs> I'm old. I get so self-reflective when I get asked questions. Yeah, like I know. This is a really hard question <laughs> yeah, because yeah. I'm all over the place. And yeah. and I, you know, because you do Spotify and some of the uh, you know, they 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 curate this it's list hard, for you. It's a hard question nowadays because yeah. everybody just oh, dabbles. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Before you had to go buy the record and you just like <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. only there's listening a, there's to There's a this. level of commitment. Now there's no commitment. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I paid my favorite band is Spotify. <laughs> yeah, seriously, that's probably true. I would say, I would say yes, because I, I can't even, I can't even tell you genre. I can't even say which, what I listen to. If you go to my office every day, it could be anywhere. Um, so that's, that's, that's the hey, worst answer ever, but that's it. No boxes, man. Keeping it outside the no box. No boxes. Like Thank right. you. <laughs> Thank you. Don't box me in, bro. As long as there's, as long as there's music in your life, my friend, that's what matters. Yes. yes. Truth. All right. Next question. Best part of being a dad. Um, to, to learn about myself. And that's, I, I think Ooh, that's I really that. it for me is, is, is to understand yep. who I am and, and to be, get more comfortable with it. Love that's that. That's great. That's great, man. Um, last question. What trait of your own do you hope your kids inherit? Oh gosh. Um, that I, that I've been able to be okay with not being okay. Um, and that's been a very hard thing for me to do is, is to say, I don't have answers. I do, I can't fix something. Um, and that's something that I've developed over the last, you know, when, since they were born and, and if they can pick that up and say, it's okay not to be okay. And I have to be okay with that fact. Um, that would be tremendous. Brilliant. That's it, man. We've, we've, uh, we've touched on that multiple times tonight. I think that's the, yeah. That may be our episode title, being okay with not being okay. I mean, yeah. it's, that's it. Yeah, it's okay not to be okay. And that's so hard these days because we have so many expectations and there's so much pressure. And, you know, people, you know, I, I often in my presentations, I bring that point up and say, someone, someone volunteer and they say, okay, tell me about something that you really enjoy. Like, oh, I like going vacation here. Or I, I love this shoe that I'm wearing. And if you go down the path, you realize that that was brought on by someone putting that expectation of you or someone influencing you to like that. So it's really hard for us to understand that most of what we are and who we are has been influenced by other people and what they've said or what we thought was good rather than who we want to be or should be or who we allow ourselves to be. And some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Seriously. Mike, Seriously. you don't even really like rainbow kitten surprise, yeah, right, Mike. Right, right. <laughs> oh, man. Man. Yeah. Um, Bobby, please, sir, uh, share how people can find you. We will have everything in show notes as our listeners know, but uh, plug yourself away, sir. Sure. It's just the name of the company Fodada, F O D A D A.com. Awesome. That's clean. Yep. That's sweet. And, That's uh, easy. And you're all, you guys are on Instagram and it's uh, Fadata Clothing, but like my Correct. we'll have yep. we'll have everything there. Um, Bobby, brother, man, thank you, uh, thank you so much for your time today, man. This was a uh, conversation, man. A fantastic conversation, and uh, I 
very much look forward to us hopefully being able to to connect in person one day because uh, I think I think it would be good. Thank you guys for um, for having me. It was it was wonderful, and it's always best when it's easy and it just natural. And it, this sure was. So I appreciate you guys just taking the time to uh, hear our story and and passing it on. And we're always here, whatever you need. Thanks, Thanks Bobby. Appreciate it, man. Of course. No joke. I feel like the more people we talk to that are kind of in the space of dad space are coming to the same realization of a today's dad definition, right? Of the ever evolving definition um, that it's not, it can't be confounded and it's not going to be the same thing when your kids are two than it is at the age of seven. Um, we are growing and evolving genders and dads and we're, we're fighting to be better. So that definition needs to change. Um, so spot on. And I loved hearing it. Um, I loved hearing Bobby say it. I did too, man. Um, I, I thought his, <clears throat> everything from what he said to the way he said it and just his, yeah, yeah, his yeah, of breadth of knowledge as a dad to an eight and an 11 year old, but, but working with, working in what he does and, and the impact they've had. You can tell, I think a lot in his definition, like you, like we talked about when we updated our today's dad definitions, the impact that having these conversations has had on him yep. and, and yep. how he's gone about his approach to fatherhood. Um, the first time we've heard very much the, the honesty card of it's selfish. Yes. Right. Yes. Which is epic and amazing to hear and call it the silver lining, but like you, you got to take care of you, but, but viewing that in a selfish manner that it, it's for us, um, that, that's it's, very humbling to hear. Well, and, and it's something we don't, we talked about this very early on in the show and there, there's been an underlying current of it throughout many episodes, but it's something we just don't, we don't talk about enough. And and when we started the show, one of our goals was this was going to be something we were doing for us, for our own kind of self care and self growth. And I think that's a byproduct of the show. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know that we sit down with the intentionality of that as much as we talked about in the, in the first place. Um, and I, and I hope for, for those of you out there in listener land that it serves that purpose for you guys. I mean, I just, um, we had a, a, a past guest on the show who we're working with to kind of get one of his friends to come on and be a guest on the show. And it was funny because his, his response to me was, I really hope you guys are able to work something out because I think I would have a lot to learn from him hearing like his fatherhood journey. And that's like, that's, that's what it is. That's, I mean, the, the awesome. whole goal of this is, is the learning piece. And um, I am so grateful and we said it a thousand times in the show, but so grateful to Bobby for sharing his wisdom, his knowledge, and for what he's doing in the dad world. Um, and that we were just able to have this conversation tonight. It was, it was, it was a great one. Guys, as always, head to wakedaddrinkrepeat.com. We can check out Bobby's Today's Dad definition. As always, um, our show notes will be there, as always. Um, so please check it out and hang out there because you can uh, enjoy a time or two or a video or two or episode of two because it's all <laughs> there. So hang out. Hang out. And while you're there, uh, sign up for our mailing list. We are quickly approaching the end of the month, which means our newest yeah. Rick House episode will be coming out. And if you're signed up for a mailing list, you get cool little insight into our Rick house episode. So sign up.
I'm I'm just glad we're on day seven thousand six hundred and forty nine. Um, time time flies. Um, <laughs> I don't think. No, I, I, I feel like it's been a lot. I don't know if it's been like that much, but we're just gonna roll with it. You are the host after I, all. That's I am the the main host, and there's no way that was a hyperbole. That's an accurate count. Um, guys, we say it. If you like this show, please share it with a fellow dad. Um, please help grow our community. Um, and. From the bottom of our hearts, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you enjoyed this conversation. We hope that you can grow as much as Palmer and I each are um, throughout these episodes. Um, As always, guys, please remember to wake, dad, drink, repeat. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. That was so dumb. (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys. Our show music is written and performed by Jordan Burris and produced by Jordan Burris and Asher Smith. We always love hearing from you. Head to wakedaddrinkrepeat.com, send us guest recommendations, or give us your thoughts on the show.